Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Remix. Welcome to Geek 5 Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Vibes Live, your home for everything geeky. I will be hosting today. My name is Joel, and we have the sweatiest panel I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, starting with Dane, how you doing out there, Dane? I'm doing great, Joel. Just sweating my balls off, you know, just doing my thing. It is hot out. Well, at least over here it is. So, uh, Leo, how you doing, Leo? Georgia too. Hey, 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 what's up, guys? I'm doing good. Uh, we got Greg Catherine. Welcome, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh man, it's great to have you, dude. Um, so yeah, we're all together. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna start this off by talking a little bit of uh, Deadpool. Deadpool two, that is, because that just came out this weekend, and um, it was uh, a doozy. I'll say that much. I'm, I'm assuming everybody here saw Deadpool two, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I did. All right, well, let's do this. Let's start this off. Deadpool 2. Um, I, let me let me start real quick by saying Deadpool 2 was, I, I'm going to say almost exactly what I expected. Almost. Almost to the point. Because there were certain things I, I didn't I didn't know I was getting, but a lot of the things I expected I kind of got. It was one of the funnier movies I've seen in a long time. Um, it, it had more heart than I was expecting, considering some of the early reviews. Um, but I, overall, I, I had a really good time with the movie. Um I'm going to start by saying, Dane, did you enjoy Deadpool 2? What did you think about it? Um, I like Deadpool 2 a lot. Um, I, I, I'm not one of the super fans out there that needs that movie to be better than the first one since the first one did something, uh, struck a fire, right. and it's, it's very hard to be able to, you know, redo that. So this movie was funny. Uh, it had a bunch of new jokes that were hilarious for the film. Um, I think that I liked how, yeah, like you're saying, like it has a lot of heart. The first one was a love story. This was more about a family. And as corny mm-hmm. and cheesy as it is to have that aspect, you know, within the storyline of a Deadpool movie, it worked. I love all the characters. Um, are we are we allowed to get into spoilers, or are we? Is this a full discussion, uh, Joel? I, I want to. Let's say this: we're going to do spoilers, just because I have to. I have to talk about the one spoiler because that's the one thing that I was fucking excited for. <laughs> yeah. I'll say spoiler. Spoiler. So if, if you haven't watched Deadpool 2, anybody that's actually listening or listens later, we're going to talk spoilers for at least another 10 minutes. Let's say 10 minutes. Give us 10 minutes. Um, so, yeah, Dane, go, go nuts. Okay. I just want to say that the movie's best qualities are some of its worst qualities in the comedy department. What I mean by that is some of the stuff I didn't like was – Sometimes it seemed like they kind of were too on the nose with jokes. 
Like you'd see something, you'd go, you'd laugh in your mind, and then they would explain it directly afterwards. And there were a few times where it kind of like bothered me, took me out of the scene a little bit. Uh, not anything too badly, but also the comedy itself was the thing that made the movie, even if it wasn't as good as the first one or whatever the hell complaints I'm hearing, it still involved that. And yeah, that fucking ending, if you don't stand away, if you don't understand that most superhero movies by now have an ending, you know, after the freaking ending and after credit <laughs> scene, then you need to get like more on board with this shit, people. But really, seriously, I'll let you guys kind of go into detail because we're probably going to dissect it. But seriously, he went back. We had Deadpool and Wolverine in a scene together. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine exactly. and Deadpool. The only difference is is a, he killed the old Deadpool and helped us all out. I just I, and I love that one scene where everyone dies including Peter, and then later on he goes back in time only to save Peter. I think that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this movie, and the CGI was a little bit much, like it looked better on Colossus, who's metallic, than Juggernaut. Juggernaut kind of looked like a video game villain, but then again, I'm used to Steppenwolf, so whatever. I mean, it was still a fun movie, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it, basically. Right. Great. That's, that's, that's exactly where I'm at with it. Um, Leo, what did you think? Oh, man, I was a big fan of this one. Uh, I didn't quite think it was as as good as that first one, but it put things better for me, and I think one of them was the comedy. Um, but I do agree with you, Dane. Sometimes, it just to be honest, it felt like just a little bit of overkill. Uh, I felt like, okay, maybe this scene didn't really necessarily need a joke because at the beginning of the movie, we got all this emotion, like a lot of emotional scenes uh, that I didn't expect, of course, with Vanessa's death and, the whole gasoline suicide. I mean, it was pretty pretty heavy for Deadpool coming off that first one. But still expected, of course, knowing how the character is. Um, I, I kind of like, I, I really like Juggernaut. Uh, he was CGI a little bit too much, but I did like him. And I was glad they int- reintroduced him because, God, they didn't do him justice in X3. So, but... I was I, I, overall, I really did like this movie, and I'm looking forward to what's. It's what? What's that? Uh, hello, Leo. Leo. Hello. Hello. All right. Hello. That's you. Was that it? Was that was that? That's all you had to say. Yeah. Oh, I... right, okay. I swear to God, I thought I lost you. I was like, wait a minute, did they stop talking? I was like, whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that, that was it. <laughs> All right, well, we got another caller. I think that's Kanan. Give me a second. Uh, Kanan, that you? Yes, it's me. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, okay. Not everyone's fan. Pretty good. How are you doing? <laughs> you just booed <laughs> <Good>. me. <laughs> I think it was Dave. Me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it. All right. Is uh is um, Greg on? Yes, Greg yeah, I'm here. On. Yes. Oh hey Greg, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh I'm doing good. Just trying to make sure everybody's on tonight. Everyone's on except uh Juwan because you know he hasn't watched it yet, so we'll we'll leave his ass for for last, literally. Um Cannon, what did you think about Deadpool too before we get to Greg's uh opinion? <laughs> what did I think of Deadpool two? Um, yeah, I I mean I thought it, I thought it was really good. I mean I don't think I I don't think it was as good as the first just because um, the first kind of was just like you know kind of blew me away just because first 
you know, the first movie, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, we're actually getting a Deadpool movie. Um, and I felt like the movie was just kind of geared towards the fans. And I know that, that, you know, people probably be like, well, this one wasn't, uh, I do think this one was, but they did it with just like a, a better, you know, a lighter budget. I felt like the villain was a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I'm still 100%, and I want to see it again. I think I'm going to go ahead and see it Tuesday. But I, I didn't sure. feel like Brolin really sold me as Cable. Um, and maybe it's because I can't separate him from Thanos right now just because of how great he was in Infinity War. Um, so, like I said, I really want to kind of see it again just to to kind of cleanse myself of just Thanos and just think about Deadpool for a while and then go back into Deadpool 2 and, and, and see how it goes, um, you know, from there. Um, some of the stuff that, you know, I already knew ahead of time because I follow certain people on Twitter. So like, I wasn't too shocked at the whole X-Force thing. Like I knew that was coming. Um, um, but the time, yeah, I, I, I mean, Hey, it's out there, you know, you can't help it. But uh, (laughs) the, uh, I really liked the post credit scenes to me. I felt like that was like maybe some of the best parts of the movie. Um, I did like the little cameo for the X-Men. I thought that was really good. Um, I thought uh, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and Colossus, I thought they were um, better in this, um, you know, the second time around. Uh, But it's still a lot to process. Like I said, I really want to see it again um, because I really want to like Cable. I thought Zazzy Beats killed it as Domino. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm... I know we're I know we're talking spoilers, but I don't want to go into into too much just for everybody listening. Plus, like okay. I said, I don't want to come off I don't want to come off like negative because, like I said, I really want to see it again. But I thought the movie was really good. I'm shocked that it only made 125 million. I really thought this movie would would do better um, because I, I do feel like it deserves that. Um, right. it, it's it was a lot better than a lot of people had made you think in the weeks leading up with all the reshoot talk and you know it's scoring and stuff like that i thought i thought it was uh i thought thought it was really good you know movie overall um okay so i'll I'll leave it at that all right greg what did you think uh it was better than i expected and uh i say that as someone who uh has liked the character for about a decade now back in college i i uh read one of his comics and i made a mission to collect the whole 1997 run. And I was finally able to do that. Um, the Daniel K way run. I know a lot of people love that. That's great. It wasn't really for me, uh, but I'm glad people <laughs> dig it. And uh, you know, each their own, nothing wrong with that. But the Duggan run, the started with Brian Posehn and, you know, Tony Moore, Mike Hawthorne that started in 2012. I thought that run just turned into something really brilliant and it really uh, elevated my expectations for Deadpool story. When it comes to a Deadpool movie, I'm just going in expecting good action and comedy. I'm expecting, you know, just just to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what the first movie pulled off incredibly well. And there were just uh, little hints of emotion here and there in the first movie, which I loved. Because Deadpool is a very tragic character. A lot of people see him as someone who's just kind of like a clown with a healing factor. But he's, as Cable bluntly puts it in the movie, he is someone who is masking his pain through his humor. You know, he's always trying to hide who he really is by always joking. And I, I always thought that was really uh, touching about the character. Um, so I loved 
the movie. The first time I saw it, I really liked it. Seen it two times since then, and every time I've liked it more and more. I think it's more ambitious than the first movie. I love that there's no focus on an actual villain. Uh, the headmaster is the villain. Does anyone even know his name other than headmaster? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> I didn't. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. That's see. That's that's what can tend to bog down a movie sometimes when you have villains who are very formulaic and you give them entire scenes and they're just not as interesting. It's much more interesting seeing a clash between uh, heroes. You know, all these uh, moral dilemmas. And I loved that it was juggling so many different things with Deadpool, uh, wanting revenge, wanting to be better, trying to be, you know, even a father figure, just something he is in the comics. Uh, I thought they handled that right. very well. Um, as for the comedy, uh, I, I, you know, obviously in a movie like that, not every joke is going to land. Um, you know, something that made me laugh out loud, maybe you guys thought it was lame or something or vice versa. Uh, but overall, I did think it was very funny. I thought there was a good variety of comedy, and I don't mind the really emotional moments having some comedy, uh, because after all, it is Deadpool. He's the kind of guy that feels uncomfortable being emotional. He'll laugh. Um, I do love how, after the big uh, plot twist early on, the way he deals with that final guy, um, I Mm -hmm. think they handled that really well. They didn't ruin that with a joke or anything. It was just, you felt his rage and his depression and just, you know, how he felt so hopeless and just wanted everything to end. I thought that was great. Uh, the big surprise villain, uh, I agree that, you know, someone who looks like that, it's tough to bring them to life very realistically. It's, the, the, you know, the mocap wasn't as good as uh, the Apes movies or anything, but for me it was still just pure fan service with some of the stuff they did with that guy. I mean, I, the first time I saw the movie, the big CGI fight, I, I I was loving it, and I wanted more. And then the second time, I got to really appreciate it even more because I focused on the choreography. And I love that Colossus this time around. You know, he spent the whole first movie lecturing Deadpool, and now this time he's the <laughs> one who takes a page from Deadpool. He learns a lesson from him. Uh, and I, I just had a blast, man. I think it it had just the right amount of motion, a good variety of laughs. I like Brolin as Cable. I thought it was good. I like that they made a joke about him not being as tall as he is in the comics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think it was really ambitious. Nothing as memorable as the highway scene from the first movie, but I think overall it's a better film. I have to, I think I totally agree with you, man. Like, I, I went in it knowing that there was a chance we'll get Juggernaut. I mean, I, we heard the rumors. Mm-hmm. I heard those rumors later, apparently. But then I was like, I really hope that was going to happen. And I was totally fine with the way he looked. And I was completely shocked to find out Ryan Reynolds was the voice of uh, Juggernaut the whole time. So I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even recognize his voice. I'm like, that is great. I'm like, totally. That was awesome. Juggernaut, to me, was on point for me. I loved his his appearance in the movie. I have to totally agree with your analysis. I think I'm, I'm on board with you. I, I also agree there were certain jokes that, that kind of felt flat for me. And it was probably too much all at once, like what Leo was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, I totally agree with you. I think Deadpool 2 was it. Me, I give it a solid A. I loved it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I just want to jump in real quick. Yeah, uh, Greg, I think you make a good point that uh, as far as your, um, you know, saying that it's ambitious, uh, I, I think a lot of times when people want to describe how they feel about a movie, I think they use the wrong uh, terminology. And I think, you, I think you summed it up best right there. That's how I feel. Uh, about the film is, you know, it was very uh, ambitious. And I think that some people go in and just 
uh, they look past that. And sometimes I guess when a film is too ambitious, it can hurt um, a film mm-hmm. overall um, and the way people perceive it. They don't really look at it for what the director was trying to do, what the cast was trying to do. Um, you know, they just perceive it as, oh, it's terrible writing or terrible acting. Um, but yeah, I, when you said that, I was like, you, you nailed it. I mean, pretty much exactly um, how I feel about the film, uh, um, you know, from, from top to bottom. I mean, I think they really did, did go out. And I don't know if uh, Reynolds being about not being a Deadpool 3, but if there is no Deadpool 3, you know, then maybe it almost seems like they were like, hey, you know, we did the first one. Uh, we did low budget. Let's just try to go all out and, and try to do, you know, as much as we can. And I don't think that that hurt the film. So I, I think your your terminology of ambitious, I, I, I think you hit it right on the head there. Thank you. Yeah, and I think um, it's easy to view it as, you know, an action comedy. But some of the more emotional moments, the second and third time I saw it, I really uh, was really impressed by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, just just looking at his eyes, you know, in those yeah. those moments, especially early on. Uh, that that really impacted me, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say that 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 is incredible that they got Celine Dion to do a song for the movie. And it worked so <laughs> that well. James Bond <laughs> opening scene. Oh my oh, god! That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I totally forgot about that. Do you guys think that was a Watchmen nod? There's one bit where Wade's falling and there's a sword falling after him. That made me feel like Watchmen and the button falling. Or is that was that just me? Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, but that's a good. Uh, that's a good. That was good. Two things, I, mean, I never thought of that. Two things I wanted to say that also: uh, scenes that, um, well, things that I noticed from the movie that I forgot beforehand uh, while we were talking about it. I love the baby leg scene. Um, they could have <laughs> gone the route. Let me just say that they could have gone the route of uh, Wolverine versus the Hulk, where Wolverine crawls up to his other half and attaches itself. No, 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 Deadpool's got to make it weird. And that whole entire scene, like some of the T.J. Miller stuff, I love T.J. Miller, but it seemed like he was saying the same shit over and over again. He was kind of one of those guys, but that scene was hilarious. I think that one of the things I wish I would have seen more of was both uh, more of Domino and Cable. I think they kind of stole the movie sometimes to me. And they didn't really have enough to flesh out, especially Domino. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, she was incredible. Yeah. And Cable, I love Cable. We, I, don't, I know Kanan didn't love it, but I, I love Roland Cable. Yeah, me too. Can we talk about how brilliant it is during that baby leg scene? There's a whole monologue from Cable where we kind of forget that Deadpool's sitting there with baby legs, and then they cut back to it when he has to get up and start walking towards him. You know, it goes, it goes, in, like a, it goes in like a serious direction, and then you're reminded again that, holy, Deadpool is just walking around with these baby legs and doing the basic instinct. <laughs> He's doing the basic instinct. I cried. Oh, my God. Uh, that movie is funnier the more I think about it, honestly, and I, I probably will, yeah. will go for seconds myself. So. <laughs> Did anybody else have any other last things to say about Deadpool before we moved on? Uh, I just wanted to say that I was actually a fan of Brolin Cable. Um, he made me oh, think yeah. that he was Cable. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I was very impressed with him as both Thanos and Cable, and I've got faith that he'll play some more great roles as the movies continue. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I totally I just want to say that uh, if you do like Deadpool 2 and if you like the character in the movies, please, you know, check out some of the comics. Uh, I recommend yeah. immediately going to the good, the bad, and the ugly. That, in my opinion, 
is one of the most emotional Deadpool stories around, but it's also got great comedy and action. Um, or if you just want like crazy violence and comedy, pick up Dead Presidents, and that's the start of uh, my favorite run. Nice. Good. Uh, you said the Thank good, the much. bad, and the ugly? Yeah. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's uh, written by uh, Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, and it's got art by uh, Declan Shalvey and uh, colorist uh, Jordi Belair. It's really good. Awesome. I'm going to check that out after this, man. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you, Greg. For anybody that's listening, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you said dead presidents, I believe. So let's pick those up. Check those out, guys. Yeah. Um, all right, Please let's do. move on. Let's 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 get to the nitty gritty. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about a trailer that came out uh, a little bit a little bit now. It's been maybe two weeks, right? Almost uh, the, mm-hmm. pre- the the Predator trailer, the new Predator trailer. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say it was about two weeks. Anyway, the point is, we're going to talk about that little trailer. We're going to give it a little a little thoughts here and there. I'm going to start uh, real quick, and I'm going to say it's a little underwhelming. Good overall, but like uh, oh, I need to see more. It didn't give me enough to excite me. I'm excited with the, with mm-hmm. the cast. I want to see more of the cast. But the Predator trailer, so the trailer itself was not exciting for me because I, I just it just didn't hit it hit me there. But I think there's there's a chance it might be. It's still Shane Black and it's still Predator. So I'm excited, but at the same time, it was, the trailer wasn't there for me anyway. Let's start from the where we kind of ended. So with Greg. So Greg, what did you think about the Predator trailer? All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think the f- most important thing to remember for this is that it's a teaser. Um, I mean, yeah, what, what, yeah, when we think about the Venom teaser, remember how much people ripped on that? You know, it didn't show us any Venom other than, like, the symbiote slithering on him at one point, and people were really underwhelmed by it, and I get that. And I don't even think studios should do teasers like these if they don't have anything solid, like any, like, real cl- crowd-pleasing stuff. Um, but then the trailer came out and, you know, the, it was a total 180. People were loving seeing Tom Hardy get covered in the Venom symbiote and, you know, threaten that guy. And I hope it'll be the same with uh, Pred- or The Predator because I love this franchise. And Shane Black has been around with this franchise since the beginning. So I, I, I have faith in the guy. Um, I agree that this teaser really didn't do much for me. And I say that as someone who, you know, loves this franchise a lot. Um, right. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until I see more because right now there's nothing really in this teaser that you know a real big moment. It seemed like it was trying to just like casually give us a synopsis of various parts of the movie, and the, nothing really stood out. So hopefully the first trailer gives us more and uh, paints a better picture. Huh. Yeah, I totally agree. Kana, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it. I mean, it didn't overwhelm me, and uh, I mean, I still will watch this because I am a fan of the franchise as well, and in fact, I actually just watched uh, Predators a couple of days ago, and uh, was actually shocked because I did not remember him being in it, but uh, Marshala Ali was actually in that film, and I forgot how good of a cast uh, Predators actually had, um, you know, when it came out, so... um, I think this movie is just, you know, like Greg said, it's just kind of setting up, you know, kind of what it's going to be about. I mean, it looks like it's going to have the, uh, you know, kind of the on-earth urban feel like uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. I think it's going to be much better than Alien vs. Predator Requiem, uh, even, though that, so. uh, final, even though that final so. scene, even though that <laughs> final scene between the alien and Predator on the rooftop was pretty badass. 
Um, so I really enjoyed that moment. But, uh, I mean, I, I really like Boyd Holbrook. Uh, you know, I'm still holding out hope that maybe we see a cameo from Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, in the film. You know, that'd just be great. something. Um, oh, please. But yeah, uh, I'm not – I like Shane Black's work. I did not like Iron Man 3. Uh, so when I did see that they were kind of advertising it, like, from the director who brought you Iron Man 3, I was kind of like, mm. Uh, you kind of, you know, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think, and I think, you know, I think that is true. When we saw the, the trailer for Venom, we weren't really like blown away. Uh, this last trailer, you know, at the end, everybody was like having their, oh my God moment, you know, um, yep. with him actually the, the suit forming around him. So no, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I thought there were some cool shots. They didn't really show a whole lot of the predators. So I don't know too much, um, you know, we really don't know a whole lot about them, but I fully expect the next trailer to be very Predator uh, heavy. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of the Predators movie, so yeah, you got to I, I really like that movie. Uh, Leo, what did you think? Um, well, I couldn't form too solid of an opinion because I think I agree with you, Greg. It's like a, a teaser. Uh, there wasn't too much to base it off of. I I liked Boy Hallbrook and Logan. I thought he was a great Pierce. Um, I like Shane Black's mm-hmm. films besides Iron Man 3. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that at all. Uh, <laughs> but that's a conversation for another day. I, I will say, though, um, I'm looking forward to another trailer that will reveal the Predators more. I think that's what I was waiting for in the teaser, just like a, a good scene to get a good amount of them, but I didn't get it. Um, Olivia Munn, good to see her in another film. Uh I thought she was okay in Apocalypse. Didn't get enough of her to really judge too harshly. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it if it kicks in another trailer that, you know, gives me a better depiction of the Predators and kind of what's going on with the film. It kind of just kind of just teased. It was like a little appetizer to the main course. So hopefully the next trailer will be packed with a little bit more to give me more of an opinion. Yeah, totally, man. I totally agree. Dane, what did you think? Hello, how are you? I'm going to be honest with you. When I watched this movie, I was like, there needs to be more Dutch in it because he has to come back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this trailer was whatever, man. I mean, I like Shane Black. I like him a lot. I love Nice Guys. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was great. Wasn't a big fan of Iron Man 3, but for a Shane Black film, I got it, if that makes sense. For a comic book fan film, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But what this... I mean, he knows Predator. Uh, I, I believe he did the screenplay for that. He definitely played in it. He also did the screenplay for Lethal Weapon. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing with action. I just, the cast looks great. Olivia Munn, I've always, uh, you know, like you said, Leo, like we didn't get enough in Apocalypse, but I know she's a good actress because I watched Newsroom before. I don't know Boyd Holbrook. I actually thought that it was Devin Sawa in the trailer. I was like, Devin Sawa's back! And I was like, never mind, that's not Devin Sawa. That's the guy from Logan. <laughs> Jacob Tremblay, Keegan-Michael Key, Sterling K. Brown, Thomas Jane, a.k.a. The Punisher, or the original. Uh, I guess, uh, what's his name? Well, Dolph Lundgren's the original, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, what I'm trying to say is, the trailer didn't do that much for me, but I have a heck of a lot more uh, confidence in this than a lot of the stuff that they've made for the Aliens uh, Predator franchise as of lately. And I actually did like uh, Robert Rodriguez's Predators, too. Uh, I just hate that in the trailer where they had, like, all the, the laser beams on Adrian Brody's head that actually ended up just being Lawrence Fishburne in a bullshit scene, and there's only actually yeah. two Predators in it. That was kind of Bush League yeah. shit. 
But other than that, yeah, sure, why not? I'll I'll freaking watch it. I don't care. <laughs> She'll be yeah, great. I think we're all on the truth. I, I, too, I think we're all on the Get truth. to the chopper! Yeah, oh, he, he, I hope he shows up. I really hope so. I'm not going to put my hopes up too much, but I, I kind of hope he does. Um, moving on. I, I get well, Oh, sorry, real quick. Oh, I get why no, no, they no, saved from the director of Yeah, I get why they saved from the director of Iron Man 3. So that's a huge money. You know, brought in a ton of money. Iron Man's a True. huge name. It did. But if it was a Deadpool movie, it would definitely be like from the guy who got killed uh, <laughs> after seven minutes of screen time in the original Predator or something. Because <laughs> he's the first Very one true. to die, right? Out of all the good guys? Yes, I believe you're right. Yeah. I believe yeah. that's correct. I believe he was the first one to die in Predator 1. That is pretty funny. And I, I forgot all about that, actually. But yeah, look, here my thing with Iron Man 3 is all about, I, I think I agree with Dane. It's very much, I liked it, but I didn't love the movie. I was more, probably more, I was disappointed most, most of it's disappointment, but that's a lot of coming from a comic book fan. If you like Shane Black, you might like the movie as a Shane Black film, but as an Iron Man fan, I don't know if you like it as an Iron Man film. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the death of Superman animated uh, they got a release date and a new trailer. Did anybody get a chance to see the Death Superman uh, animated trailer? Yes. I did. Yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it was well, around that month. Like it was Luke good. It? Yeah, Lex Luthor's voice. It's uh, voiced by, um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> For Superman, uh, it's Jerry Wilson? O'Connell. Rain Wilson. No, yeah, Rain Wilson, uh, Lex Luthor we're talking about. The voice of Lex Luthor. No, oh, Dwight oh, yeah, yeah. is Lex Luthor? Yep. Yeah. It makes sense. Dwight is brilliant and evil. Lex Luthor, brilliant and evil. <laughs> brilliant and evil. Yeah. <laughs> Fun to play Doc Ock, and I'm actually down for Rain Wilson playing Doc Ock, and I don't care what anyone says. I'd do that. I would go for hey, it. That would be cool. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not down against for it. that. Well, I, I, like, I want to know. I got, I'm going to go around. How did, like, we haven't seen this movie yet, but how how did you like uh, Superman Doomsday? Because it's basically we did we they kind of did a version of the animated uh, on Superman. We got a kind of got one in the animated series with Justice League. We, mm-hmm. We're gonna get one. We got one in Doomsday, Superman Doomsday, and now we're gonna get one within their new uh, animated universe, which kind of they mm-hmm. kind of looks so, sort of like the new Fifty Two version that that universe. So, how did you guys like the Superman Doomsday? Did you think they, we needed to see another Death of Superman animated version? Uh, starting with Dane. Um, yeah, kind of, because the first one wasn't that good, at least to me. Um, it seems like, and I'm not going to say, uh, I think Dan Jurgens was the main writer on The Death of Superman, the comic books. I was a little kid, but I could even tell, like, some of the stuff from that series I liked, uh, some of the stuff I didn't like, but I liked the story overall, and it seems like they're taking more well, at least from the, what the trailer looks like, a little more details out of it, and it's not just the story of mm-hmm. Doomsday. You know, it's actually based off the original comics. And one of the things I like mm-hmm. about it is that DC Animation has developed this DC animated universe. You know, I think the first one was uh, the the War. one that had them go against um, Darkseid. Uh, that was based yeah, off the of New Fifty Two run. Um, and then now all of it's kind of been within this universe Mm. and instead of being, I think, I think it was like blue beetle, booster gold, uh, fire, ice, Supergirl were all a part of the, uh, the Dan Jurgens death of Superman arc. Uh, now it's, it's Wonder Woman. So yeah, it's not the B team, it's the A team. So from that standpoint, it looks good. If you're able to put more depth and more story, 
uh, especially take from the original and then make it better. Uh, that's awesome, and I love their voice cast for this this group of stuff. Um, so yeah, um, I kind of think that it did need to be remade. But yeah, other stuff could have got made instead. I will put that. Yeah, I think we'll be getting tons of stuff. So I, I agree with you, uh, Leo. What do you think? What I can say is, I think that the Superman, the death of Superman arc to be honest, can never be told too many times. Um, I I wasn't too big of a fan of Superman Doomsday because I thought mm-hmm. it focused so much on, on Lex and Doomsday, but it looks like we're going to get even – I think this is even part one of two, if I'm not wrong. I, so it looks I think like we're you're gonna right. Get the, I you're correct. Yeah, I think it's part one of two. So we're going to get a much more fleshed-out full story of everything that goes on in this event, it seems. We're going to get a lot more involvement from other characters. Like, I just thought that Doomsday was just so one and done, and it looks like they're going to actually take their take their time this time. Right. Uh, the voice cast looks great. Uh, <laughs> Dwight as Lex. And now that you've said that, Dane, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that. Every time I'm going to think of a Doc Ock and a new Spider-Man, I'm going to think, hmm, maybe Dwight from the office. So good fan cast there. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, man, especially the fact that it's going to be part one, part two. I've really liked the DC Universe movies that have been roped into this so far. Uh, I was a big fan of Judas Contract. I know some people were calling Me that too. one mediocre, but I really liked that one. I liked it. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to Death of Superman. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, Kanan, what did you think about the Death of Superman? As a big Superman fan here, what did you think about it? I think I'm just more excited that Nathan Fillion is Green Lantern. I mean, no, I mean, I really, I I do really love the voice cast. uh, And I agree with uh, the Superman Doomsday movie uh, wasn't terrible, but I don't think it was a a great representation of the actual death of Superman. I feel like it was just like extremely abbreviated, extremely rushed. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I think this movie will do a, a better job. My only uh, issue with it is that they're kind of like using the the new Fifty Two style. Um, mm-hmm. I wish either that they had used either the the High rebirth color. look, or right. if they yeah, or if they had actually just gone and done an actual retelling of you know the death of Superman from the nineties. I mean, with the the traditional right. suit, everybody right. looking traditional. I mean, you could pretty much take it page from page and just yeah, and just do a live action version of what the book was and uh and then go from there. I mean the classic Doomsday look. I, I think they 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 keep evolving Doomsday um and, and they keep changing his look. I don't think his look will ever be better than what it was uh in the nineties when Jurgens wrote Death of Superman. I've always loved that look. Uh especially when he comes out from underneath the ground and he's got the green uh kind of space suit on with his arm behind his back. Uh totally. just I mean that that comic is just perfect. And uh, I feel like they try to change too much to make it too modern. I think if you retold uh, the death of Superman from the '90s and you just, you know, put it in animated form, I think a lo- I think it would draw a lot of people um, to that comic that that have never picked it up and never read it. Um, so I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. It's just, you know, kind of, you know, some minor gripes on it. But the cast is, is yeah. great. I mean, from top to bottom. Right. I I think I agree with you there. I was kind of put, not that I was put off because I'm looking forward to it, but the look of seeing the new 52 costume for this storyline kind of threw me off. <laughs> but 
I'm still looking forward to it because they do. They look like they got everything else on point. Um, Greg, what did you think about it? I'm looking forward to it, uh, mainly because it's written by Peter J. Tomasi. He uh, was the writer behind uh, Superman Rebirth. He did some great stuff with nice. Batman and Robin. Yeah, he's written plenty of other stuff. Uh, he He's a really, really talented writer. So um, I know that he has a lot of love for Superman as well as the other characters. You know, he's passionate about this story. So, um, and yeah, I, I don't mind that they're redoing the story. I mean, it's been 11 years since uh, Superman Doomsday. And even then, that's kind of like a loose uh, adaptation because, you know, the death of Superman happens almost right away, I think. And then the rest of the mm-hmm. movie is about the aftermath and Lex Luthor recreating, uh, you know, his own version of Superman. Um, right. And, yeah, so I haven't seen that movie in a while. I remember thinking it's entertaining, but it obviously has to take a lot of uh, creative liberties, I guess, <laughs> to uh, tell the story. It's not it, like, it, you know, it. when they release that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, you know, when they release Batman Year One or the Dark Knight Returns two-parter. You know, both those were very faithful. Um, and now, you know, they're giving this a two-parter. Uh, I think the next one is called The Reign of the Superman. Um Ooh. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I know, like, uh, Steel is in this movie and stuff. I don't know if it'll actually be Steel in the movie or if we just see him. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, because he's listed in the voice cast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be a totally faithful adaptation because it takes place in this new universe that was True. established back in Justice League War. But in the press release, they were saying that, you know, they obviously have a lot of love for the story and it's still going to have a lot of the big moments and a lot of the big, uh, you know, character interactions. So I, I think it'll be a, a good um, new take on it. Uh, I mean, you can't tell the death of Superman if, if you have something that's not great, you know, especially now mm-hmm. when, um, you know, they're, people are very uh, divided on DC movies. And uh, True. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, think, I think they've been getting more uh, flack than they deserve. Uh, I know that a lot of people aren't a fan of the new 52 direction that they started uh, after Flashpoint, you know, with Justice League War and Son of Batman and stuff like that. I think overall, though, there have been some really good movies. I mean, like you mentioned before, Judas Contract, uh, Hell to Pay, Gotham by Gaslight, Justice League Dark. Uh, yeah, Bad Blood. Has dark. Some awesome, yeah, Bad Blood. Um, the overall story's fine, but it had some really good fight choreography, like between uh, that. Yeah, between that one and Talia Ghul, it reminded me of uh, watching The Raid, but, you know, like an animated version. And, I mean, how can you forget, like, Assault on Arkham or um, Batman mm-hmm. vs. Robin, I also thought was good because it took from uh, yep. the first Batman and Robin arc called uh, Born to Kill. And uh, it also, of course, took from the Court of Owls. So, I, overall, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement here. I think we're all looking forward to it. It looks great. I wasn't a huge fan of Superman Doomsday, so I'm kind of there's a part of me that's kind of happy to see that probably hopefully it's done right, so we get some a better adaptation mm-hmm. of a great storyline, and it's a two-parter, so I'm really excited for what we're what what they have planned and what we've seen so far, and I believe it comes out sometime this summer. I don't have the exact date, but when I get it, I'll definitely shout it out. But we're gonna move on to our next topic. Um, oh, this is a big one. This is one one Dana's been waiting to talk about for like weeks, <laughs> so. Comcast recent, Comcast has been trying to, to buy I'm sorry. Comcast is trying to wiggle their way in and try to buy Fox with an all cash bid, apparently. Um this this went uh, this became news a couple weeks ago and 
uh, it kind of well, some of us got a little nervous. Comcast trying to step on Disney's toes and get in there, get in the mix, try to buy Fox. So I'm curious, Dan, because you've been you've been holding you've been holding up for a while trying to talk about this. Well, what do you think about this whole Comcast butting in on Disney's turf business? Uh, you know, all right. So here here's the deal. <sighs> all right, so we go back. Disney has basically been trying to acquire rights to television pro- – or not television, but movie and television programming from Fox. That Fox – by the way, people who think this is a monopoly, Fox is trying to get rid of. So that means that Fox is trying to get people to purchase it. So I get where people are coming off about how people are going to lose their jobs and all this accusation or, or acquiring the rights to all these – you know, stuff is going to get smaller. People are going to lose their jobs and Fox different properties and stuff like that. But I just want people to realize that if it goes to Comcast, it's going to be the exact same way, and then it goes to Universal. I, I, I don't remember exactly the percentage, but it, if Disney does get the, the rights to the Alien franchise, the, the, you know, all the X-Men stuff, all, everything that Fox has movie-wise, they have a good percentage of the market. Uh, like, I want to say like a 70% of the market, um, which is ridiculous. But if you're giving it to Universal, it's going to be a large chunk as well. So if Fox is trying to condense down and be going more into sports and news, which they have the best news anyways, anyways, um, and trying to get rid of all this stuff, uh, trying to get rid of all this stuff, someone's going to pick it up no matter what. If it's Disney, at least we're getting them to be able to take the properties and send them back home. But also another thing to look at is that no matter what, after a certain amount of time, you know, they, they should revert back to the source. They should revert back to Disney because with, within selling rights, you know, they have the movie rights for the X-Men. They have the movie rights for Fantastic Four. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into all that. Uh, here's the problem, though. Universal is who Comcast owns. Universal is also the company that will not allow Namor to be involved in the MCU. They're the ones that are also not allowing any solo Hulk movies because they own the rights. So... That company now having X-Men and all those other properties is really frightening. And that everyone's worried about rated R content provided from Fox to go to Disney, and all of a sudden Disney's now going to be like, no Deadpool, no Aliens, no these movies. That, I think, is just ludicrous, and I don't think that people realize that if they're thinking about buying a huge bunch of company properties and a lot of them are rated R that maybe what they would be doing is starting up another touchstone pictures or, or some other type of movie company that will be specifically for these type of movies like they've done in the past. You know, pretty woman was a mm-hmm. Disney movie at one point. They just have been more developing kid related stuff because that's their, their home base and that's how they make all this money. So I, it's, it's a whole entire just, I don't want to see Comcast get it, if you guys can't tell. Um, I don't, for, for several reasons. I don't, Universal is all right. Uh, I think movie, uh, Disney is a better movie uh, company overall. I think they have a better product. I don't think they're going to limit their own, their own stuff by taking properties and now stripping the R rating. I think that that would be kind of dumb. I don't know why they'd be buying them in the first place uh, to dumb them down. Of course, they're going to like, try to flourish them. Uh, obviously, this is mainly for their streaming app. They want to be able to have a huge library because they realize how much money uh, in revenue Netflix and Hulu makes a year is even more so than they make in film. 
That's why everyone's going to streaming, guys. Uh, subscription fees are sh- even at $10. You see how many people have that over years worth. That's several billion dollars for just streaming. So that's what Disney's trying to do. And I think that I think that I think cooler heads will prevail um, and they will work stuff out because I know that um, I forgot the CEO of uh, Warner Brothers, Murdoch, Murdoch. He is he was really looking forward to um, stock within Disney, and that was a part of their trade-off. So even though it's a cash buyout, now Disney is apparently trying to rework and renegotiate and come out with a better bid. I hope it goes to Disney for all the reasons why I said, and um, fuck you, Universal. That's all I got. Whoa, okay. Nice. Do your monster movies better, damn it. God. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, Leo, what do you think about it? Um, I, so I have a grudge against Comcast, and it goes back to 2014. I'm going to kind of diverge here, guys, and tell you a little story. Here we go. Um, here we go. Back in 2014, I downloaded illegally, of course. I was a torrenter. I torrented everything. Um, I torrented uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Uh-oh. And uh, this small studio that had worked on Dallas Buyers Club, Dallas Buyers Club called uh, Voltage Pictures, had sent out these lawsuits to every to like about 150 people that downloaded the movie illegally. Comcast Whoa. gave them my IP address. I've had Whoa. a steaming, steaming grudge on Comcast ever since. I didn't do anything, but I could have easily, easily lost uh, eight to $10,000 if that lawsuit would have finalized. So, wow. I got a lot against Comcast, but I mean, going a little bit into specifics, I want my X Men to go home. I want my Fantastic Four to be in Disney's hands. I trust Disney a lot more than I do Comcast. Uh, I think that they raised the Fantastic Four franchise up. Uh, it's never been done good, in my opinion, and it's one of some of my favorite lines of comics. So I, I really want this deal to go to Disney. Um, trying to think. I had another thing to say about it. Uh, I do know that if it went to Comcast, it would go to Universal, um, and I would prefer it not to go that route. I don't like how they right. treated the Hope that much. I just, I, I want my, my characters to go to Disney, man. They've done these movies well, and even Bob Iger himself, uh, the CEO of Disney, came forward and said that Deadpool would still belong in these movies. Like, Deadpool would still be rated R. They're still going to do rated R films. They understand that these franchises can't operate under a PG-13 roof. They, they're just going to have to adjust them for for their audiences or what have you. But that is a huge market they would be missing if they died Deadpool 2 down to a PG-13 movie. So I, I definitely have no, no uh, rights about that. But please, please, please don't let it go to Comcast. That's all I'm saying. I... I <laughs> I really don't want it to go to Comcast. And if that happens, fellas, I might start crying. And I might have to record a reaction video of me crying about it. Oh, boy. All right, Leo. Let's not cry about it. Let's just (laughs) be calm. I think think we'll be okay. I think think, uh, Disney got the heads up. So, woof. All right. Uh, There we go with that one. I I have Comcast. I actually really enjoy Comcast cable, but – yeah, I'm gonna say no. I don't really want them. I don't want them to get it. I'm just saying I have Comcast and they're not that bad. But moving on, Kanan, what did you think about the news? Um, 
I mean, I just feel like it's just it just seems like something that won't go away. Like, I mean, I, I think Disney and Fox have their plan in place, and I think Comcast is just like, hey, you know, because I guess technically because they're, you know, they're bidding on it. I really think Fox mm-hmm. wants to go along with Disney. I think they've always wanted Disney. Um, you know, I think Comcast. I honestly don't think Comcast wants all of Fox. I think they only want the majority stake in Hulu. I think they want Sky Sports and a couple of other stations. I think Comcast could care less about uh, uh, the Maybe. X-Men and, and stuff like that, right? I mean, because if you've seen from reporting, like, there's even talks. I don't know how serious it is, but there's even talks of Disney saying, okay, we'll give you this, and then we'll take the rest. It's almost like they're just trying to get rid of Comcast. Because Comcast right. is coming in strong. They're like, we've got all billions <laughs> in cash. We've got billions in cash. They're, they're doing crazy. the P. Diddy, just, you know, making it rain in the <laughs> in Fox's office with billions of dollars. Um, so, I mean, in, in the end, I, I think that, you know, purists want to see Fox continue um, – because they don't want to lose the films that they've come to love. You know, if, you know, the Predators, the Aliens, um, you know, franchises like that. I mean, Fox has put out more movies, and I think they take more risks than any studio out there. Um, you know, Fox Searchlight was just, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it won how many Oscars this year? I mean, so Fox was a studio that took risks, and I think fans like that because, uh, you know, you could get the the movies that a lot of other studios would never pick up. Uh, Fox is going to be sold. They don't want to do movies anymore. People just need to get that through their head. You know, like Dane said, this isn't like Disney's trying to take Fox over. Rupert Murdoch does not want to be in the movie-making business anymore. He just wants to do the news and, and sports. Um, I, I, I mean, I think that... Um, if Comcast were to take, you know, one portion of it and continue uh, to make the movies that Fox does, but the rights come back to to Marvel uh, for the uh, X Men and Fantastic Four, I mean, then I don't think you would see a lot of people, um, you know, too upset. I think that's what most fans are are really looking <laughs> yeah. at on the yeah. Marvel side. And then, you, like I said, you have the movie purists who really just want to continue the Fox tradition. Uh, some of the great franchises that Fox has built over the years, uh, you know, but it, it's going to happen because, you know, Fox just doesn't want to make movies anymore. I mean, Sony's even talked about it as well. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, Greg, Greg, what did you think? Uh, I think the only way I'm rooting for Comcast is if the new Jurassic Park movie puts all the dinosaurs on an island and calls it the Savage Land, and then uh, we get the X-Men going there. (laughs) No, I mean, between these two options, between these two options, you know, Disney, they've been doing great work with the Marvel uh, Universe. You know, they've had a clear direction for this franchise. They've been very respectful to the characters for the most part. They've embraced the comics for the most part. And you could tell that in many of these cases, they're making these movies because they're, they're passionate about it and they, they want to make sure it all connects. Um, so obviously the thought of the X-Men existing in that world or the Fantastic Four existing in that world, it, it's really exciting. And it's something I would love to see. 
I mean, who who here doesn't want to see Hulk fighting Wolverine or Cyclops <laughs> and Captain America debating, you know, but who knows what the Marvel Cinematic Universe will look like if this does go through, because the deal wouldn't go through with uh, Disney acquiring Fox's key assets until like summer 2019, I think. Is that it? Something like that. And then, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, even then, you know, we don't know what the next next phase of the Marvel Universe really looks like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We don't know uh, which A-listers are going to stick around, which, you know, original members will stick around. So maybe we'll never even get the chance to see the X-Men interacting with Captain America or Hulk interacting with them. Uh, no! That's my worst fear, bro. <laughs> sorry to say but you know I, I think they definitely have more potential uh, at the Magic Kingdom hell yeah they do hell yeah they do going by, that's my worst fear. going by what Greg said um, I just wanted to say like you know that's what people have to realize and I've said this you guys have heard me say it all, all the time is that we wouldn't be seeing any X-Men or Fantastic Four characters implemented until Phase 5 Phase 4 <laughs> Feige's already said that, you know, if that, if that were to happen, there's no room. Now, like, obviously towards the tail end, everything's good legal-wise. A phase is about three to four years, I believe, for the MCU. We could potentially see, like, a Galactus cameo. But I think that we're going to see in this next phase the Eternals. We're going to see Nova. We're going to see Kamala Khan. We're going to see a lot of more cosmic-based characters, younger characters, Adam Warlock. And a lot of the people that are still around, obviously, after Avengers 4. So, you know, don't expect to see – once they get the rights, don't expect them to be in immediately. But that's good, though. I think that people should want that because, yes, even if they have recast the Avengers by then or they're not around, you know, for just keep on going with the story with, uh, you know, Tony Stark and Captain America, mm-hmm. we have – we have a, a huge list of X-Men and Fantastic Four characters for Phase 5 and then after that. So, yep. Yeah, what they, they've I been world-building say... better. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, they've been world-building better than everyone else, and it's because they've been taking their time with it. They haven't rushed it. And, you know, we the good things are worth waiting for. And if it takes them a while to implement the X-Men and Fantastic Four, I'm cool with that. Keeps the genre alive, you know? And also, I just wanted to yeah. double down earlier. You said that they uh, people think that they wouldn't be cool making R-rated movies. People were concerned about that when Disney bought Marvel Entertainment, you know, the comics. And then people thought Wolverine wouldn't, you know, kill people. The Punisher, you know, would use a water gun. You know, they made all those jokes. No, there were no changes that. like that. Punisher was still doing really messed up stuff. Deadpool did yeah, especially point. messed up stuff. There was no noticeable censorship. Um, and, yeah, that, that's all. <laughs> Leo, I just wanted to say that these things are, are definitely worth waiting for. Uh, we had the Guardians of the Galaxy under their roof. We had the Avengers under their roof. Uh, of course, the first one, Infinity War, uh, Age of Ultron, Miss, also. But um, I'm very confident that they'll be able to do more super teams, very good, and we haven't had a good Fantastic Four, so if I've got faith nope. in anybody to, to make this franchise good, I've got faith in Disney. Nope. And Let's we can look forward make... to Phase 6 with DC characters it, it, once uh, Disney buys oh, out our Warner Brothers yeah. in the future. So, go. guys, Phase 6, Batman's coming. We're going to get him in there. It's going to be cool. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not rush it there. Let's, 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 one thing at a time, Dan. One thing at a time. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Next topic. Peter Jackson has been eyeing a DC movie or a return to Middle Earth on well, on Amazon with that series that they're working on. So I ask you guys, starting with Greg, what do you feel about this? Who, where should he go? Where should Peter Jackson go? DC or back to Middle Earth? I'm saying DC. Uh, Peter Jackson did. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, but those movies are incredible. He did terrific work them. with that franchise. Why? Why can he already proved he could do brilliant work with them? Um, I, I think going back to it is kind of playing it safe. Uh, I think he should be bold and go to DC. I would love to see him. Uh, you know, he's got. Uh, he started off with really. You know, uh, was it? Is it Peter Jackson I'm thinking about who who originally did very violent movies like Dead Alive, right? Um, but then yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. And then he went yep. very epic. You know, he did that really long King Kong movie, Lord of the Rings, of course. Uh, he, yes, he did, went yeah. back, did The Hobbit. At this point, I want to see him help expand the DC universe, give it that epic feel. I want to see him go cosmic. Imagine Lord of the Rings, but in space with the Green Lantern Corps. I think that'd be oh. awesome. Me and Greg are best friends. Me. I've said the same thing, dude. Me and your best friend. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Did we, just we friends? did. <laughs> I'm with you, Greg. I think all of us are with you. Dane. I'm sorry, Dane. Uh, Kanan. Sorry. Kanan, what do you Whoa. think about it? Where should Peter Jackson go? Never mind me. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get to you. I'll get you. Dane. Never mind you, Dane. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know that he really – I mean, I think he could do a great job going back to Lord of the Rings, but, I mean, he's made six movies with that franchise. I think I really would love to see him, uh, you know, spread his wings and go somewhere else. I think that would be a huge get for um, for DC. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people, spread, you know, if Peter Jackson were to come to DC, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, he should do uh, Green Lantern. But I think he would be a perfect director for Justice League Dark. Uh, I think yep, he'd that's be able the other to, one. Uh, I think he'd be able to handle those that. characters, um, you know, and and do them justice. Um, but I, I mean, I don't think he would do terrible with Green Lantern either. If they go that buddy cop route, though, uh, that they had kind of uh, you know teased I'll before Green Lantern, I don't know that I would really mm-hmm. want to see him go that route. So I think Justice League Dark would be something that would fit him more. And then there were people talking about teasing. You know him maybe doing Man of Steel too, um, but I think I think just Lee Dark would just be more in his wheelhouse. Um, so yeah, I, I think DC. That's just, a great point. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Though at this point, if if, if they don't tease Just Lee Dark or the characters from that in the new Swamp Thing series, I'll be kind of a little bit disappointed. But let's not rush too. Let's not get too far ahead yeah. of ourselves. Um, <laughs> uh, Leo, what do you think about it? Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. The Hobbit, I thought, was okay. Um, I'm not going to say it was his best work. Definitely better captured in the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, so I wouldn't mind him going back to Middle Earth. But I see what you guys are saying. It seems like that would be him playing it safe. I do want to see him explore a little bit more territory. I feel like that's what he's known for most, so it's kind of stuck him to that. Like, I want to see some more. Um, Green, him doing Green Lantern would be freaking awesome. I mean, I love his directorial mm-hmm. style. Like I said, I love more of the Rings. Um, the only thing that's kind of pulling me either way is I love, love, love Game of Thrones. 
and I feel like he would make an even more epic series out of a Middle Earth TV show on Amazon. Um, they were talking about it, rumors talking about it being possibly the biggest budgeted um, TV series ever. Uh, whether that's going to be true or not, maybe not, but, I mean, it's supposed to have such a giant budget that it's going to come out to be like an epic every single episode. And I'm on board for that. So I think I would have to choose Middle Earth, uh, but I wouldn't mind if we chose DC, per se. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm going to work around, okay? Uh, it's all good. Middle Earth it is. Middle right. Earth. Dane, Middle Earth for me. Yeah. Dane, what, what, are you, what, what are your uh, thoughts? Well, you know, I'm not – Peter Jackson, you give me the options of the Lord of the Rings, which he's done. He did a great job. I love the original yeah. movies. I I'm not going to take too. that away from him. The Hobbits, I think he lost a little bit of his flame. I don't know how you take the smallest book out of the whole entire fucking series and condense it, or not condense it, but stretch it into three friggin' films, but whatever. Right. And also, right. I still cannot pronounce Schmog or whatever the hell the damn dragon's name is, so I'm still pissed off about that. Smog. Um, but uh, either way, I would like to see someone else, like, like with Leo's example, I would take the opposite. I know they're going to be busy with some type of Star Wars property, but I'd rather see Benny Wap and Wise, who did Game of Thrones, have them try their version, you know, Ooh. to give a different flavor for Lord of the Rings on the Amazon series and let Peter Jackson do the freaking Green Lantern. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, this guy already likes rings. He loves rings and shit. So, yeah, <laughs> come on. I mean, yeah. I, I like the idea of Justice League uh, Dark being the other option because if Guillermo del Toro is not going to do it, I think Peter Jackson with bad taste and, like you said, dead alive, Greg, you know, he's got that type of – standpoint and I would still pick Matt Ryan as John Constantine and just have him be that meta character for some reason animated television movie wise he's Constantine I would do that I know that they probably wouldn't but I don't give a shit this is what I would do uh and as far as the Green Lanterns yeah I, I don't make it buddy cop make it a a bunch of soldiers so yeah you have John Stewart and you have Hal Jordan but then you also have you know, you've got Toma Ray and, and Kilowog and their space. You could keep it in space and let him do an epic, and by maybe the second film, you involve the actual Earth and DCU. Like, you don't even have to correct right. it. Yeah, just just Peter Jackson. You can get, uh, whatchamacall, Andy Serkis to do the, no process, stupid fat do all that as the Orange Lantern. You know what I'm saying? So get that Sinestro oh flavor, put him in there with the oh yellow lantern. Go, go straight <laughs> Uh, Jeff Johns and stuff like that. Dude, I'm oh, still down for Tom Cruise to play freaking Hal Jordan, get Sterling K. Brown to play uh, John Stewart, and then introduce Kyle yeah. in the second one. Kill off Hal or make people think you killed him. I don't know. Get crazy. So, yeah, if I'm going to take one of, my, one of the biggest directors and try to help what is the DC cinematic universe, yeah, fucking send him there with Steven Spielberg, give him a bunch of money, have that beep, that's the sound of a dump truck pouring the money in their front lawn and get them over there to do movies. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Who would wow. you get for Sinestro? Um, Luke Evans probably would be my number one choice. Yes, Luke Evans yeah, is a must choice. for Sinestro. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that one. That's a great casting choice. Uh, wow, though, Andy Serkis is Larfley. Holy fucking shit. You blew my mind when you said that. Uh, a part of me is very smiling uh, very widely right now. That is crazy. That that yeah, I agree totally. Yes, yes. Peter Jackson, go to DC. You've done Middle Earth. 
We loved you there. Let's try. It's, it's time to try something new, dude. Try. Do it. Let's do it. DC, Greenland, and preferably, let's do it. Next topic. Tom, well, staying within the same topic, basically. Tom Cruise is not ruling out doing a superhero film. And recently, well, within the last couple of months, we've heard that Tom Cruise has been linked to Green Lantern. Now, he's not ruling this out. Does that mean he would be down to do Green Lantern? If, if Warner Brothers is down and Tom Cruise is down, does that mean there's a chance we get a Tom Cruise, Hal Jordan, starting with Dane, Dane, go nuts. Dane, go nuts. Okay. So I know there's a lot of people out there uh, that don't like Tom Cruise, and I get it. He's a fucking weirdo, dude. I mean, I'm sure that if, like, you got to make a negotiation and, like, you're, like, over a film, like, his smile and just looking at you probably just sends you the wrong way. I'm just saying, he's kind of weird, you know, jumping on friggin' chairs and shit. Uh, But also, at the same time, kind of like someone like Shia LaBeouf, for example, those weird actions don't depict their acting abilities. And... I've heard too many people tell me that Tom Cruise is a bad choice for someone that they would like Jensen Eccles to play. And look, I love Supernatural. I love Jensen Eccles. But there's a reason why he's been on 15 seasons of fucking Supernatural. And Tom Cruise has been in, you know. I'm just saying, check out Collateral and get back to me. Check out Valkyrie and get back to me. Tom Cruise is a good actor. If you want an older, more grizzled version, fucking Maverick, dude. I'm just saying. Maverick. All right, for Top Gun, anyone out there? I know I'm, I'm old, but cry out loud. Danger uh, Zone. You know. yeah, yeah. Danger I'm Zone, dude. That's how, that's how Jordan. Yep. So if you want someone that's, like, older, that can kind of, like, provide his wisdom, and like I said, man, at the end of it, maybe, like, people think Sinestro killed him, and then they, like, take him over, and they, like, make the, the pa- parallax thing not stupid, like a giant fart cloud. Um, but, like, yeah, instead, the, the Sinestro corpse that Sinestro made, if you will, you know, took him over and they're controlling him or something like that. Some stupid crap. Just make a good movie. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm down for Tom Cruise to play Green Lantern is all I'm saying. I mean, he's Tom Cruise. And I think that DC could use young, new directors that a lot of people don't know, but also a lot of good directors like they're doing, like well-known ones to give them a little more credibility. The same goes in the acting mm-hmm. department. You, you've, you've had a lot of people that were smaller actors with Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now you can kind of bring in some A-listers to kind of like, you know, give a little bit of life into it. So, hey, I, I'm down for that. My, my number one choice, though, I think is going to be uh, Oscar Isaac. Um, I liked him. John Krasinski is another great choice. Uh, Matt Damon is another great choice. There's a lot of guys that could do Hal Jordan. But if you think about it, Tom Cruise is very interesting. It's like Maverick was kind of uh, modeled after Hal Jordan, or maybe the person writing Hal during that time period modeled Hal Jordan after him. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm cool with it. He looked at in a bomber jacket, is what I'm trying to say. I got you. No, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Leo, what do you think about Tom Cruise joining the a superhero film in general? Uh, superhero films in general, that's fine by me. As Hal Jordan, I'm definitely down, man. I mean, he's got yeah. a huge list of action films. I mean, he's got a lot under his belt. This is not just some, like, kind of beginner, yeah. kind of low level. This is Tom Cruise. They need to reach out and get somebody who's big like this to just kind of freshen these films out a little bit. I mean, I, guys, I didn't think that much of the DCEU films were that good, so I'm I'm definitely faithful in Tom Cruise coming to the franchise, just helping it out a little bit. Um, 
and then my choice for John Stewart would be Sterling Craig Brown if they're trying to especially if they're trying to do like kind of a team up between those two. Uh but right. yeah, I'm all for it. I I really have nothing against the decision. Uh Tom Cruise has been great in the Mission Impossible series, which I'm super excited yeah, yeah. for Fallout. Um super excited to see him and Henry Cavill on screen together. And once we get yeah. a little piece of that we'll be able to see, you know, some chemistry between the two. I mean maybe they could be a good, you know, Hal Jordan and Superman in a Justice League two at some point. Uh, so right. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely backing this decision. Uh, super excited for Mission Impossible Six. Yeah, so am I. That looks incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, man, totally. Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's a, that's two for us. Uh, now, Kanan, how do you feel about Tom Cruise joining a superhero film, preferably Green Lantern? <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're kind of you're kind of aiming it that you want him to be Green Lantern. Why don't you just say that? Uh, uh, no, and I, I mean, your vote, <laughs> dude. Tom Cruise is fifty-five years old, and he's still doing his own stunts in Mission Impossible. True. So okay. anybody that acts like his age would be an issue uh, needs to just check their bag at the door because Cruise has proven that age has not stopped him one bit. Um, I think he would. I think he'd be great uh, as Hal Jordan. In fact, I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, and I and you don't even necessarily need him to be the Green Lantern all the time. You could you could have a movie with him as Hal Jordan, uh, and then you know you can introduce John Stewart and Hal Jordan's still in the universe, but maybe he's passing the torch. Maybe he's training uh, right. John Stewart to to take over the mantle, and he retires. So it's not like something like, oh, man, you know, he's 55. He'd be 65 by the time uh, so-and-so. I mean, unless he just suddenly wakes up one day and and ages, you know, terribly, I think even at 65, and like I said, he doesn't have to be an active Green Lantern. He can be in the universe. Uh, I think he'd be good for at least, you know, one or two movies. Then he could pass the torch to Jon Stewart, uh, you know, like – Leo was saying, you know, Sterling K. Brown could take over and, and do the next line of Green Lantern films, uh, or even be in the the next Justice League film if we get that, um, right? You know, or Idris Elba, whoever they whoever they get, um, and then you still have Tom Cruise um, as your Hal Jordan. I, I think uh, Tom Cruise has done enough in the industry to to earn respect. He he, de- what he does in his personal life is one thing, but the man can act. I mean, great movies he's given us. Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Every Mission Impossible film, uh, Collateral. Um, the guy can do drama. So I mean, he's he's a he's a very ranged actor, and I think he would be a great fit, and that would be a huge get for DC. It definitely definitely would. Greg, what do you think about this news? I completely agree with what was just said. Uh, say what you will about the guy's personal uh, his personality, his his beliefs how he is off uh, off camera, but as an actor, he, he's got a proven track record. Like you were saying, the dude, uh, age doesn't really matter. He's doing a lot of his own stunts. He's in better shape than I'll ever be, even though he's 55. He goes all out. I, I remember watching uh, Edge of Tomorrow, a bonus feature, and they were talking about how he made them run laps with him and everything, and uh, 
yeah, the, the dude's wow. an action star. He, he's earned that. Um, I think it would be really funny. Everyone's assuming Hal Jordan. What if they gave him red hair and made him Guy Gardner? Uh, I oh, think that would be a funny God. <laughs> he could do it, though. <laughs> oh, just because no, I can see this kind of hey, embracing that. I just want to say, while he brought up Guy Gardner, I just want to say, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I still want to beat Guy Gardner in a fucking movie. So fucking call me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg would be a perfect Guy Gardner. I, I'm just telling you, he would. He, uh, he absolutely, I think, would fit Guy Gardner uh, to a T. Mark Wahlberg in a bowl cut. It's not because I'm a douchebag or anything. Go ahead. I'm just thinking about Tom Cruise embracing that asshole personality like he did in uh, Tropic Thunder and just yeah. having yeah. Time yeah. With it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Holy crap. I mean, he's, yeah, oh. he, he'd, be, he'd be great. Uh, I... I Whatever happened to uh, all those rumors about Army Hammer, though, is Hal Jordan. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They could have, that could have all been false. I mean, for all we know, that could have been whispers in the wind. We had no idea. Uh, it's all died since then. So, a lot of things have changed. They didn't oh, help. Okay. I so maybe that... He was supposed to play Batman at one point, too. Besides yeah. the time that he was ago. supposed to play Batman and oh. just League Mortal. Right. Right. But there was a rumors he's going to play young Batman or whatever the hell, and then all of a sudden that fell through, and then he was playing Green Lantern. And uh, soon he'll be playing um, Lex Luthor. Yeah. There you go. Again. My... But, I mean, what about uh, the uh, the other movies currently on the slate? Like, could you picture him in any role for New Gods or any of the other movies I'm, announced? Just... He'd make a great uh-huh. Adam Warlock. I know that's not DC, but I'm saying Army Hammer. Great physique, really intelligent. You know, you could do Adam Warlock pretty hmm. well. I think I'm Hammock. He's versatile. I There's a lot that. of characters I think he can do. He can do. Hit a couple characters pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I think he. I think he just has that look. He could pretty much pull off anybody. Well, not anybody, but you know, a lot of cookie cutter characters in the in the DC universe. I think Captain uh, America. Would, I think Army Hammer would be a good Booster Gold. Yeah, Booster Gold. Yeah, not bad. He could yeah. be Light Ray in uh, in uh, what is it called? Uh, New God. Not bad. Or Icarus and uh, or Eternals. I know I keep on sure. going back to Marvel, but I'm just saying, Army Hammer's generic topic, white guy, Dane. blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> I don't know. That's very true. That's very true. Very, very good race, point. Basically. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, moving on. We're going to move on from this topic. We're going to go on to a character I really like, though I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. Snake Eyes. There's been a Snake Eyes movie announced. And apparently this is kind of them rebooting G.I. Joe through Snake Eyes, I guess. I think that's what they were saying. Um, I'm excited because I like Snake Eyes, but I'm not sure how a movie would work out considering he doesn't talk. So you'd have to have him paired up with someone that actually talks, right, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure how this movie would work, but I do love Snake Eyes. I think I've always loved the way he looked. He's my favorite G.I. Joe character, even though I've never really been a big fan of the G.I. Joe so I'm curious. They got my interest because it is a Snake Eyes movie, but I don't know where else. To, I don't know what else to think about it until we hear more, of course. So, Greg, what do you think about a Snake Eyes movie being announced? I mean, it all depends on the the writer and the director. In this case, you know, you you can uh, you can get a great cast, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if the story isn't bringing anything new or if the fight chore. You know, a Snake Eyes movie, you need great fight choreography. You got to be blown away, Correct. otherwise, what's the point? Uh, you know, right. The whole point of not talking is very interesting, but I mean, one of the most memorable GI Joe issues is the uh, the silent issue, and they could. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, 
to a lot of people, it would be Deadpool minus the comedy, but they could really uh, break new ground if they, I mean, A Quiet Place, you know, that was a mostly silent horror. Uh, imagine mm-hmm. a Snake Eyes movie where they, they have a similar effect, but uh, a lot of it's for really good action and stealth. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how things play out, but it has potential, but uh, whether or not it rises above and becomes, you know, a memorable comic book movie, that there are a lot of factors there. That's a good point. That's very good. I didn't think about that. A silent movie, not literally silent, but very similar to Quiet Place, but action movie. That'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, Kanan, what do you wow. think about that's, uh, guys? That's a bomb right there. That's, Holy crap! That'd be awesome. Sorry, that would. It'd be crazy. No, you're right. I agree. Kanan, what do you think? In the immortal, in the immortal words of Simon Cow, it's a no from me. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I just feel like, I just feel like it's, I almost, I mean, it's almost like the Bumblebee movie, man. Uh, Just, you know, I I just, I don't get it, man. I mean, a Snake Eyes movie, I mean, I love Snake Eyes, but it would be cool if this was like a Snake Eyes Storm Shadow type origin story where, you know, you see both of them kind of coming up through the ranks, uh, you know, and and how their feud and stuff began. I mean, I know we saw glimpses of that in the in the movies, but if this was a true, just like, um, uh, and you know what, the name of the clan is actually slipping my mind. Uh, Greg, what's the name of the the clan that they're from? I was never uh, a big uh, yeah, Brooklyn. So yeah, Brooklyn. The yeah, what? It was Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, the the clan that he's from, um, you know, it's uh, the Arishkagi, the Arishkagi clan. If this was like a movie just about them, it could be, you know, it would be fine. But uh, A Quiet Place, yes, I know there was no talking, but there was a lot of suspense uh, mm-hmm. and stuff going on. I just don't know how a movie with a bunch of swords clanging and and stuff like that would, you know, go about. So if they come out and say Storm Shadow will play a heavy factor, then sign me up. Uh, but I, I, really hope to, right? uh, I think uh, Jun Young Kim needs to come back as Storm Shadow because I thought he was excellent in uh, in the G.I. Joe movies. Uh, and then yeah. and then I'd be on board. But so right Ray now Park. we're doing a – yes, Ray Park's great, but, you know, you never see his face. You never hear him talk. I mean, Gray exactly. Park graded Darth Maul. So he did, but I mean, great. <laughs> yes, I know, but I'm saying that <laughs> Storm Shadow was better. He conveyed more emotion he could talk. and put. I get it. Eh, yeah, he's just. I've always liked Storm Shadow better than the Snake Eyes, anyway. So, oh, uh, okay. The truth comes out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Storm Shadow <laughs> is the best. Now you finally see the curtain has been pulled back. If this was a Storm Shadow movie, <laughs> I'd be 100% on board. No, if they come out and say Storm Shadow is going to play uh, a, heavy, a heavy factor into the film, then I'd be on board. But just a, Storm, just a Snake Eyes movie, I'm just not sold right now. I got you. I got you. I think he will. So yeah. I think you, you might get your wish. Uh, Leo, what do you think about it? Uh, I'm kind of feeling like it might be an almost unnecessary spinoff. But I'll be honest, oh, it is. Um, I'm not it is. <laughs> super into the G.I. Joe franchise, um, yeah, so I don't really have too much to say about it. Um, 
I did enjoy Snake Eyes and Retaliation in the the other one, Rise of Cobra, the first one. I really liked uh, the character, and I, to be honest with you, I vaguely remember that first one, but I do remember Retaliation, and I, I really liked him in that movie. Uh, so I don't know if it's quite necessary, uh, but if they make it, I'd see it. At least we'll we got a, a good Cobra time, Commander. Man. At least we got you a really that? cool Cobra Commander in that movie. Cobra yeah, Commander, exactly. like um, the first movie, he sucked. He was really cool in the one with The Rock. I wish it had done a lot better because uh, I thought Cobra Commander was awesome in that. I don't even remember what he and was. And I was in a big movie. fan of uh, the Rock. Like, holy crap, dude! Like, I, I just loved him. Very in inspired movie. casting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have no. I don't know. Dan, what do you think about it? I don't give a shit. I'm just. <laughs> All right. I, I just think that. I think Universal and, and Warner Bros. To, to an extent have proven that it's very hard to do a shared universe, and I get it. So they're trying to oh, yeah. clean the slates by doing individual films for these properties and then build them into one universe. So G.I. Joe's potentially could be in the same universe as Transformers and Micronauts and all the other ones that they're putting in. Now they own Power Rangers. And Power you know, Rangers, it, it's, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. So we could potentially see a Green Ranger movie. Do we really need that? I have no idea. Um, and with Snake Eyes, I think that's a very obscure well, – it's not obscure. I mean, yeah, the silent thing's going to be really hard to pull off. I don't think you're going to get an indie director to do it. I mean, what do you fucking resurrect like, like – uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Chaplin and get him to do like a silent like ninja film? Now, that, that would kind of be sweet. I'm just saying. If you got really heavy martial arts. I would personally go for Robert Rodriguez or uh, David Leach. Either of them I think would pull off this – in the way that they want to go about it. So if it's got to be a silent character, but I, I just don't care. I mean, I just, I saw so universal with the monster movies. They just didn't get it. And I don't know if them oh. potentially starting this were, you know, with, with smaller characters and then building up to something to build up to something else. I don't know. It's, it's, it's ambitious. We'll go back to that word. That's our word of the night, I guess. I like that word. I actually oh, yeah. like, I actually mommy like the mummy with uh, Tom Cruise. I actually like that. Movie. Oh, I like that Sophia movie. Mattella. Uh, wow. You know, oh, I, I didn't think God. it was that bad, man, really. I, I thought there was potential to build and, and and use what worked with that film. I, I thought I thought that movie wasn't, you know, wasn't too bad. I want to see. I really like Brandon Fraser uh, and, and Tom Cruise. Based on, Kanan, Kanan, based on, based on yeah. what you're saying here, I'll go back and give it one more watch because I'll tell you this. I, I fell asleep for about an hour of the movie. <laughs> Dude, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe. I mean, there, there are pieces of that minutes, movie that I, I felt I, were pretty I, good. I, I felt I, asleep, I love man. It. I just, I heard it wasn't worth going back to. But I'll give it another oh, try. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I look. I, I, I mean, not just. I mean, I'm not telling. I'm not saying that y'all have to like it. I just thought that the movie yeah. wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. I thought that they could really that they could just take what didn't work and scrap it, it. and build on on what did. I mean, there and there was enough stuff I felt that was uh, salvageable of the movie. I mean, like I said, uh, I really liked Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Uh, I it. didn't mind Tom Cruise's character. Now the Mummy, I, I think Sophia Batella is a great actress, uh, mm-hmm. but. You know, maybe she didn't have the mystique like uh, uh, Arnold Vosloo did in, in The Mummy, uh, which, you know, those are – you know, the, the first two movies were pretty good. I did not care for the third movie or The Scorpion King. I thought those were terrible. But, uh, yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, me but too. they did show – they did show in 
the Mummy, they did have the tie-in with the Brendan Fraser movies because they have the book uh, with the uh, the little you know secret key that you have to use to open it or whatever. So I mean, yeah, right. I mean Brendan Fraser's got that show on FX, but he ain't doing too much these days. Uh, yeah, bring him back, man. I mean, I think that would be a I think that would be a huge get. He'd be, he'd be if dead they at that point, though, the universe and kind of patch up the, <laughs> if they could patch up like the mistakes from this and expand that universe, I think I'd prefer that over uh, a GI yeah. Joe. Yeah, but it's one movie. Like throwing a volcano, set it on Greg, fire. In the background, like I can't talk to people that like this mummy movie. I cannot believe they're talking about the mummy. It's your fault, Caden. Damn it. Yeah, get us. Get us. Yes, I, I apologize. Get us back on track, Joel. Let's, let's go to the next topic. Uh, uh, yeah, well, let's let's, let's get away from uh, the, the we're, we were talking about Snake Eyes, but we ended up talking about the Mummy. Let's bring anyway, Mark Wahlberg um, back. Oh God. Hey, uh, well, hey, if Mark Wahlberg wants Mike to Wahlberg. talk about Rick and Morty, we could talk about Rick and Morty getting renewed for seventy in episodes. Uh, Mark Did we Wahlberg, ever think how do you wouldn't? feel about it? I, I didn't know for seventy though, Kane. Well, <laughs> I did. I felt pretty great about it. It was pretty fucking awesome. But uh, my friend over here, he wants to tell you about it. Yeah, guys, so we, we got another couple episodes coming out. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Me and Morty are really excited about it. You know, we're, 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 we're going to different places and stuff, and I might smell crack. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But I am really looking forward to 70 more episodes of Rick and Morty. I've grown to love this show, and I didn't give it a shot the first time I watched it. That first episode, it was kind of weird for me, and it took me like a year later for actually me to put it back on and say, let me just watch it, like again and again. And then I just got hooked, and so I'm in. So I'm happy. Uh, Leo, what do you think about Rick and Morty being renewed? Uh, super excited. Um, the special on socks was not worth the hype, though. Uh, I <laughs> did not do the stand-in-line thing. I waited until I could get it available to me. And it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, get Rickety Rickety Red Sun, I am ready for as many Word. more Rick and Morty episodes that can come. Word. Uh, I, I, I love community. Uh, so I'm super excited to see more Rick and Morty. Ah, me too. Kanan, what do you think about it? Uh, like I said, I mean, who really didn't, didn't see this coming? I mean, we've gotten 20 years of SpongeBob. You don't think we couldn't get... Uh, four more years or three more years of, of Rick and Morty. I mean, I think the the show is, uh, you know, just at its – I don't think it's, like, really reached its peak in popularity, I mean, where it's just going to plateau. Um, right. I, I think it's one of the shows that may, you know, unless the, the creators are like, hey, 70s is all we want to do, and then we want to call it quits, move on to something else. Uh, right. and I really do think it, it could, you know, you know, keep going. I mean, it's – I mean, it's raunchy and it's, it, it, but it's it's got its uh, fan base, man, and they just keep coming back for more. And uh, you know, you know, the sh- you can tell the show has some uh, pull with um, you know the fans, and you know when they're bringing back damn Szechuan sauce and, and McDonald's, which by <laughs> the way I tried, which by the way I tried, and it was not worth bringing back. No. <laughs> <it was> not. <laughs> I it was not worth bringing back. It was not worth bringing back whatsoever. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool, you know, that they had that whole 
a little tie-in with McDonald's, man, and everybody was really trying to to get McDonald's to bring it back. So, um, you know, I don't want to say that this is like this generation's uh, South Park um, because it's kind of its own thing, but. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm happy for the show, happy for the creators. I've not seen all of them, uh, but I've watched that Pickle Rick episode probably like 15 times, and it still makes me spit laugh every time I watch it. Uh, oh, gosh. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it makes it a John yeah, Wick with a pickle. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. Yeah. It's the best. It was. It's the best. But, yeah, I, but yeah, I, yeah, man. I'm 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 not shocked at this whatsoever, and uh, I'm happy okay. for the fans, man, that they keep get to keep uh, watching what they love. All right, all right, totally, Greg. What do you think? I, I have nothing against the show. I just haven't watched it yet. But I mean, considering uh-huh. how often I see, Whoa. yeah, right. <laughs> considering how often I see people posting about it, though, and uh, just how often you hear it pop up. I mean, it's a huge show, so. Uh, I'm glad. I'm happy for the fans that they get uh, way more of it, and that that doesn't seem surprising. And I haven't even watched a single episode, and but I hear about it all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I watched an episode, gave up on it, and went back to it. So I recommend giving it a shot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've been meaning um, to for a long time now. I just just haven't gotten around to it. I don't know why. Because I've been motivated now for something. Hey, it happens. It happens all the time. So I totally get it. Yeah. Try though. Try for us. <laughs> Um, okay, for you guys, I will. I appreciate that. We appreciate that, Greg. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, all right, so Iron Fist Season 2 apparently will be only 10 episodes. This is a rumor, by the way. And uh, um, Finn Jones was saying it will be so, like nothing we've seen before. Uh, here's hoping to that being the case. Hopefully it is something good. Uh, I would want something good because I kind of really feel bad for Iron Fist. The character of Iron Fist, him getting shitted on all the time, kind of makes me feel bad because I really like the character and want to see him do well. So um, if it's 10 episodes, fine. I'm cool with that. As long as they're a good 10 episodes, I don't think anybody will complain. So I'll start with you, Greg. What do you think about this Iron Fist Season 2 news? How funny would it be if that news was reversed, if Iron Fist Season 2 was 70 episodes and Rick and Morty got 10 episodes? (laughs) Oh, no! No! Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of mean. I firmly believe in showing, not telling. Um, telling me that it's nothing like we've seen before, that doesn't really mean anything to me. You know? Sure. I, I want right. to show me the trailer when it's ready, and uh, right. then we can determine that. You know? I, I, we've heard that so many times before. Like, I don't mean to, sure. you know, punch a movie while it's down, but this is like... Uh, David Ayer, a long time ago, he called Suicide Squad like comic book movie 2.0. And I don't mean to rip on him or, you know, the DC Universe or anything, but at the end of the day, that movie did suffer from, you know, having a lot of very generic plot points. So it didn't really move the genre forward in any way. I'm glad it introduced a lot of characters. I loved Deadshot. I was happy to see him in Batman. Harley Quinn was great, Mm -hmm. but I mean... Look, the show, in my opinion, it's got to really do a lot of work to win us over. Um, you know, I love uh, the Immortal Iron Fist run. I think it's one of the best yeah, ones. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So good. And yeah, you have all that great... I mean, how do you have an Iron Fist show and not once does he fight an actual ninja, like a hand ninja? You got dudes and <laughs> like, suits and guns and everything. Like, how is there... It was cool that he fought the one drunk dude. Uh, what's that guy's name again? He played as Shatterstar. Louis, he was, uh, in the Louis Tan. 
Yeah, thank you. He was in the running for Iron Fist, and it was kind of funny uh, because, you know, that that was like the one memorable fight scene. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait yeah. and see. But, yeah, my, my, my expectations aren't very high. I don't mean to be, you know, rude or disrespect the people who make the show, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the first season. Um, and yeah. I, I, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we got new showrunners, so hopefully that will be the case. Kanan, what do you think about yeah. it? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with the, well, I mean, I'm glad they're getting new showrunners because I did not like the first season whatsoever. Um, yeah. uh, so I, I'm, hoping that they, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that they, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And when, and I, I kind of got scared there thinking that that might be a reality that Rick and Morty would only get 10 episodes and then Iron Fist would get 70 <laughs> and, uh, all hell would break loose and the world would come to an end. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I just, I think if it's true that it's getting 10 episodes, maybe this is Netflix putting it on a, hey, you know, we're giving you 10 episodes. If you don't do great, we're cutting you, uh, you know, type thing. Because I just, I didn't think it was that, I didn't think it was that great. I know a lot of the fans, based on reactions on Twitter, didn't, you know, think it was uh, uh, the best. Um, and I've heard a rumor that we will not be getting a second season of, of Defenders just based on, um, you know, some of the reactions. I, I, like I said, that's a rumor. I don't know if that's we true. So, net, you know, so Netflix I love Defenders. Is, I hope that's not the case. I, and, yeah, I didn't think it was – I mean, but it, it, it didn't live up to the hype to me. I didn't think it was bad, but there was a lot of hype. Right. But I, I, I think it yeah. really needs another season, though, to really kind of – to gel and for all of them to mix. I don't know that the right. same can be said for Iron Fist. Uh, I think honestly, uh, I, Jessica Jones season two, uh, I thought was uh, was pretty good. I'm excited for Luke Cage, but I think Netflix's top shows are going to be uh, are going to be Daredevil and Punisher. Man, I, uh, you know mm-hmm. we're coming into Daredevil season three, and uh, Punisher mm-hmm. is working on season two. I think those are going to yes, be their, their two main shows. I think that's where the fans yeah, uh, kind of uh, kind of are at right now. So. Um, I'm not hyped for Iron Fist, um, uh, and I think Which is perfect for them. Is probably pretty. <laughs> it, yes, it's part. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Netflix, Netflix loves to go based on what I think, but uh, no, I think Ten Episodes <laughs> is fine. I mean, I, I think that I really do feel like they're just saying, "Hey, we're going to give you ten and, and see where you go from there." I got gotcha. you, uh, Leo. What you think about it? Uh. You know, that first season just did not impress me. Um, when I think Iron Fist, you know, I think martial arts. Like, I, I, I mm-hmm. think of crazy, like, uh, martial art choreography and, like, lots of fights right. and lots of ninja battles. And, like, I just, I think of Iron Fist and that's what I think about. And that's not what I got from the show. Uh, very, very, very underwhelming on that front. Um, I thought it, I thought Defenders was okay. Um, I think it it may have just sunk under the hype that it got. Like, it was just so hyped up, and I guess I was so excited, but, like, the the result wasn't that great. Um, I saw Jessica Jones season two. thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't that first season, uh, but it it was all right. Uh, So I've just kind of not been too impressed with Netflix's latest series besides Daredevil and Punisher, and I love the Daredevil in – in Defenders, and that's what saved it for me was him and his storyline with Elektra. Uh, but 
Iron Fist season two, I'm just not that excited. I really love the Power Man and Iron Fist comics. Um, I was a huge fan of Immortal Iron Fist, huge fan of some of the early runs, like, and they're just really not doing it justice. Like, that was my, my hope for, like, after Defenders, they would split up into teams and we would get a Power Man and Iron Fist, but... I don't know. If, if Netflix is shrinking this down to see how it does and it gets chopped, I'm not going to be mad. It, it did right. The first season mind. wasn't good, so who knows who right. this is going to be. I'm not, not really super hyped. So. I got you. Dane, what do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss Scott Buck. Um, you know, I think what he did with the first season of Iron Fist and uh, Inhumans was incredible. I heard he's doing a movie uh, with Nick G very soon. Uh, that that should be uh, just just artistic genius. As far as I'm just kidding, screw that guy. Uh, the first season of Iron Fist sucked. It was a wet fart. It was awful. Uh, Finn Jones, I wanted to punch him in the face every time he explained he was the immortal Iron Fist. And I don't understand how you could be all about martial arts and have these amazing shows like Daredevil and Punisher, even with their combat fighting. And this was like The Matrix, but it sucked. Like, it was slowed down, bullshit shots like that that we're used to, and it was just awful, and I'm, I'm not okay with that. I think what they need to do, see this season, I think this is a tester, like we've all kind of came to that conclusion of, this is testing it all out. Make Danny Rand cool, get his costume going on. I, it doesn't have to be exactly like that, but I don't want to stare at the guy's face anymore. Uh, Defenders didn't help that at all. He was still the douchebag in the group. Um, so that, that, that would uh, be good. And introduce Shang-Chi within this, this thing. And I would honestly yeah, take those yeah. two characters and, and Luke Cage. All right, I like Luke Cage. The first half of the season was awesome. I thought that it would drop, honestly, if I'm being honest, when Ali's character died. I did love the tribute to Friday at the end of the series, though, uh, when he fought his brother. It reminded me of that whole entire concept. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, depending, depending on the second season, how that goes, I don't think Heroes for Hire just being a TV show where – it can be the three of them working together of Shang-Chi, Iron Fist, and, and Luke Cage. Or individual episodes. Individual episodes of them doing Heroes for Hire type of stuff. I think that would be kind of cool. Why is a billionaire trying to you know, make money off of protecting people? I don't know. Maybe kind of incorporate that because that would make a lot of sense because what the fuck is uh, mm-hmm. Iron Fist doing there? But it has to be better than the first season of that damn show. And screw you, Scott Buck. That's all. I'm done. I'm done. Fuck. No disagreements here, Dane. I, I wasn't look. I don't. I haven't hated any of these Netflix shows. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a sucker for all the Marvel Netflix shows. I like them all. Uh, and I'm actually we've been rewatching. Like this weekend, I watched all the Defenders. I'm watching Punisher right now. So I, I love them all. Punisher's really so good. Do. So yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if what they they're doing new with Iron Fist season two because obviously uh, we all agree it had it wasn't the best. So uh, as much as I may have liked, probably the most favorite one. But regardless, let's move on. We have a couple minutes, like maybe 25 minutes left. So let's try to get through this kind of quickly. Um, so there's been a lot of cutting and trimming in, in for Fox uh, lately. The, the Fox TV shows, they, they asked Lucifer, they, they asked the exorcist. Um, they, were, they were killing everything. Uh, it was really kind of depressing. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was gone for a while until I think NBC picked it up. Lucky for them. Um, but Gotham somehow survived. Unfortunately, survived only for one more season and a half, basically. Uh, and I'm sad for Gotham because I thought I think Gotham has been a great show. Uh, has it has it up and down, no doubt. But I've enjoyed Gotham for the most part. And uh, but it is back. And same thing with Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield is back. 
Uh, it's not on its final season, but it's also got trimmed. So it's coming back. They're both coming back next year. They won't be back this fall, but they're, they'll, be, they'll both be coming back in shortened seasons, but Gotham's actually ending their, their run. So let's start with the, some of the bigger fans of the show uh, that I know. Uh, Dane, how do you feel about these uh, Gotham and, and, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I don't really have a lot of comment on, uh, but with Gotham, I can definitely say that, look, I'm trying to look at the grass is always greener, blah, 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 whatever the hell that metaphor is. Um, I think that if you have a shortened last season, at least they're getting that, because a lot of shows, they wouldn't get that, you know, quality, and uh, or quality, not, not quality, but they wouldn't get that type of um, ability to be able to do that, to be able to finish the story. Uh, I'm not going to compare this to certain shows I'm about to list, but some of my favorite shows knew where they were going, and they had a great ending, and they, sh- they, they were down to five seasons. Breaking Bad is a good example of that. Now, I'm not saying Gotham is like Breaking Bad, because the beginning of it, a lot of it was a drizzling shit, but it's become a great television show with great um, actors playing the roles of these characters and making this cool Elseworld story of Gotham, adding to the mythos, and I think they've done a good job of that. And um, I think next season what we could see, honestly, is something that we've all been wanting is maybe a jump into the future, maybe that being where they go back and forth between him being a kid and going there. I don't know, Mm, but that possibility is there. They're going to be able to wrap it up onto their terms and be able to turn the show and end it the way they want to. I still can't believe we're getting a Alfred show. Uh, That's fucking crazy. But with (laughs) Gotham specifically, I'm happy that we're at least getting one more season. I knew if if this whole Fox thing with uh, getting acquired by Disney happened, this was going to happen anyways. Uh, It was going to have to leave and go somewhere else. And who's to say that we can't see another show potentially come up based off of this that's on the Alfred spinoff that's going to be on their their streaming platform or CW or TNT or something else that Warner Brothers owns. Maybe we'll eventually, maybe we'll just say screw it and finally do a Batman show on HBO. Like that would be amazing. Steve McKnight, the guy who did the first season of Daredevil said that he would love to do one with John Hamm as Batman and friggin' Walton Goggins as Joker. Come on, give him some friggin' money and do some, some gritty crime epic Batman stuff Pretty on HBO. I love Gotham, but what I'm saying is I think it will be good for it to wrap up than it to be cut off completely or go friggin' 15 seasons deep and become completely meaningless and stupid, which can happen. I got you. I got you. I totally get you. I get you. Kanan, how do you feel about Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you care? Well, I, I've never really watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so, I mean, I can't really speculate on that. I know from, based on people that I follow on Twitter, uh, it seems like this season was probably one of the best uh, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Has, has, you know, put out. Uh, I do feel like they're kind of I getting agree with a that. similar treatment. I, I do feel like they're getting the similar treatment of Gotham. They're getting uh, a summer run of 13 episodes, and I feel like ABC is going to kind of cut them loose. Uh you know, I see where Dane is coming from with Gotham, but we've interviewed a lot of people, and there's a lot of love on that set. And uh, Gotham, to me, is almost like my Smallville, just with Batman. And I wasn't ready to see Smallville wrap after 10 years, so I'm really not crazy. Be ready to see Gotham go after five. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, I thought the Robin Lord Taylor at uh, Heroes and Fan Fest here in Nashville, I mean, he was telling me, hey, 
you know, because they did not know the show was going to get renewed. And he was like, when you post this picture, you know, do hashtag renew Gotham. So these people love this show. They want to work. Um, you know, I feel like 13, I feel like they can tell a story and wrap it up. And, and like I told uh, uh, Joel uh, and y'all in the group, I, I feel like they almost felt like this was their final season. Uh, they kind of ended it where, um, you know, it kind of seemed like a finale in a way, but we knew that they were getting renewed, so, you know, we can look past that. But I, I really feel like there's a lot more, you know, to tell, um, not, maybe not 15 years, but it's just hard to it's just hard to see it go, man, because I feel like Arrow's maybe only got a year left. We really don't know where Supergirl's going to go because they're getting moved to Sunday night. Uh, Flash, I think, maybe has a few more years. You know, it's just kind of like, dude, you know, where are we going to be at uh, with all these shows, you know, stuff that we've kind of grown to love over the years. You know, maybe we can find that, that same love for the the DC streaming app shows. Um, but, yeah, man, it, like I said, Gotham is, is kind of like my Smallville for Batman. It's going to be hard to see it go, man, and especially, like I said, us being able to interview some of these people, you can you can tell they really love being on that show. Yeah, totally. I get it. I get it. Um, Leo, did you do you have any feelings towards Gotham or Agents of Shield? Um, Agents of Shield, not really. Uh, I don't really. I haven't really watched too many episodes of it, so I can't say. But Gotham, I'm just not caught up on this season, so I was kind of sitting in the background a little here, <laughs> trying to dodge the spoilers, but. Uh, um, yeah, no spoilers here. No worries. Has no worries. been a great, has been a great, great show. Um, I I've loved every season. I know some were better than others, but I I just really love yeah. following along with this story, this cast of characters. Um, and I could go for two or three more seasons. I mean, I I, I say I feel like, well, we're on season four here. We just wrapped season four. And we're going to season five. I feel like it could go to at least six or seven. I mean, I agree. What, what is there? Now seven, eight. I mean, it's like as, as long as yeah, that's gone. Seven now, going on. Seven, um, as long as that's gone, it, we could get more seasons of, of Gotham. I feel like there's a lot more story to tell. Uh, I get you, but, but I mean, I'd much rather it have a good ending than be too long and have a and just get old. Cause yeah, I get. I mean, you. kind of what Arrow's starting to do. Drag mm-hmm. on just a little bit. Um. So I would well, much rather CW have does. just like a nice cohesive <laughs> ending rather than go too yeah, long. I, yeah, I get it. No, I totally agree with you. My thing is with CW tends to do that. They'll they'll just drag this shit out. Like like I love Supernatural, but god damn it, y'all! Like thirteen seasons, that's a little much. My opinion, my opinion whatever. <laughs> uh, Greg, do you have any opinion at all towards Agents of Shield or Gotham? <laughs> I didn't stick with either show, but at least they have the opportunity to wrap up their show instead of abruptly ending on a cliffhanger. I mean, I, I follow the Last Man on Earth. That didn't get renewed. It ended uh, on a blading cliffhanger. So it's fan fiction yeah, at this that point. Sucks. If you want to know how it ends. Yeah, I love I love Last Man on Earth, and they 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 just cancel it on. I'm so upset by that. You have no idea. I was like, no, not Last Man on Earth. Yes. So at least got some. Oh, at least Brooklyn coming back. Yeah, that's well, so, true. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, at least it's coming back. Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Agents of Shield did end this season like it was over. I'll say that for those who do watch it, if you watch Agents of Shield, it ended the like it was like a, se- a series finale, even though it's coming back. That's weird, but 
it did. If you want to stop watching it from there for you can, I guess. <laughs> anyway, waste too much time on that. Um, this is a good one. All right, so a live-action Doom Patrol show has been announced for the DC streaming app. As we know, it's called the DC Universe. Um, it's a spinoff of the Titan show, which we have yet to see. And, of course, it also revealed that Cyborg is also going to be in this giant uh, DC streaming uh, universe. So I'm at, the news came out, I was totally excited because I never in my wildest dreams expected to ever see the Doom Patrol uh, in live action, like ever. Um, and now we knew they were coming into Titans, but like now they're getting their own show. Um, how do you feel, Greg, about this news? I think it's a really smart choice on their part because Doom Patrol is not something that they could really sell to the general audience for a live action movie, or at least it would be very difficult to sell. And I know right. Marvel has, you know, they have Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. They sold that, but they built up an audience, you know. DC is still very early in building its universe. So this would be a really tough sell on the general audience. But for their streaming service, I mean, you have a bunch of DC fans who, you know, this is this is a comic they're passionate about. And this may be the thing that encourages them to sign up. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see, you know, what the character designs will look like. We'll need more information. But I think it's definitely a very interesting choice, especially, you know, we have Swamp Thing going to the uh, streaming oh, service, yeah. too. That's that was totally unexpected. So, yeah. so they're covering a lot of ground. Like they're reaching out to a lot of different parts of the DC fan base. And I think that's a really smart move on their part. Totally, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Kanan, what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm excited just for the fact that I think, we're, you know, we're going to get, uh, you know, Cyborg. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. who they're going to, who they're going to cast for that. Um, but I, I do I like that, know you know, we're going to kind of get different versions, uh, you know, kind of the multiverse, so to speak, of Cyborg. So we have the, the movie version and we'll have the streaming app version. But I, I'm i really excited with what we're, you know, what we're hearing from the streaming app. I think they got a pretty good lineup. Um, I, I, you yeah. know, I know that they're going to rethink that whole Metropolis. Uh, I hope they tweak it and bring it back because I, I think there's some I think there's some good aspects. Um, that'll be enjoyable. I don't know about a Lois and, and Lex thing, but maybe Lois and somebody else or, you know, however they want to do it. I think that'd be pretty cool. But so far got a, you know, a pretty good lineup. So I agree with Greg. I don't know that that's something that they could really get away with in the, in the movie universe. Um, I think DC's just got a lot of characters that um, a streaming service for fans uh, will, will do more justice than bringing it out because, you know, I don't know that every uh, a lot of characters in DC's lineup uh, is relatable. I, I know that you know a lot of people thought that with Guardians of the Galaxy, but but there's enough there to kind of to bring in the general audience. I don't know that everybody in the general audience really get behind some of the the factions and the groups that um, you know DC has, so to speak. Uh, so I think a streaming service, you know, putting them on a streaming service, um, you know, is a good way to go. Yeah, totally. I I'm, I'm I'm so psyched for this damn streaming app. I can't wait. Um, Leo, what do you think about the Doom Patrol showing up? Um, I'm psyched. I mean, I I feel like this streaming service needs to really uh, punch up as many shows as it can because this is going to be exclusive to those who really want it. I mean, we've all, I've already had this conversation with some people I work with, like who are just like, oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not completely sold on it yet. And I'm like, are you joking? Like, we're going to get a Titan show. We're going to get a Swamp Thing, and now we're getting Doom Patrol. Like, I'm in- incredibly excited because it's 
just going to be more shows. You know, we've got Gotham yeah. rapping. Uh, I'm sure Arrow will be in the near future. Kind of seems like the Arrowverse is towards the end. Uh, so it would be great to just revive it with this service and give us some dope shows that us fans can really appreciate. Um, I, I didn't really like all the heat that the set photos for Titans were getting. I'm like, guys, this is nowhere near like the final shot. We don't even know what these scenes are, like what, what's right. going on, no CGI. Out of context. Um, so I'm still <laughs> definitely, definitely excited for Titans and uh, the other shows to come. But I think it's smarter DC to include these shows on their streaming service services for those who want it. Yeah, totally. Dane, what do you think? Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's uh, definitely another great step by Greg Berlanti, man. You know, he's done all his stuff on CW with uh, helping Jeff Johns and Mark Guggenheim kind of bring these characters to life. And now he's one of the main guys with the streaming app. I don't know if he's helping out James Wan with uh, Swamp Thing, but, uh, you know, Doom Patrol, Titans. I hope eventually maybe we have, a, you know, when with, with the CW guys, I think it's more about them sticking around – is based off of them wanting to stick around, you know, and do that rollover again. Because CW will dry you as many seasons, uh, if you will, compared to, like, you know, if you're doing good ratings, which all those shows usually Hell do. Yeah. Um, you know, look at Supernatural, <laughs> look at Smallville. They, they'll keep on going. But maybe Stephen Amell would say, I'll do a series on, on the streaming app where it's like, you know, Just League Unlimited, where it's a bunch of those different characters interacting in some type of story arc, you know, and they can do that. I think that the streaming platform has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see, like, the horror movie version of the Fantastic Four come to life in some type of way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm super psyched. Psyched. Anyway, next news. Bullseye has been casted in uh, Daredevil Season 3. I think his name is Wilson Benton. Benton? Benton? I forget his name. I'll check it out now. But the fact that he's got casted in Pretty much been confirmed in yeah, Daredevil season three. How do you guys feel about this, Dane? How, how do you feel about uh, Bullseye finally showing up on Daredevil? Um, I'm happy the character's coming, and for people that are upset that he's not a major actor, I get it to an extent because Bullseye is a really cool, unique character. But I didn't know who the hell Charlie Cox was. I didn't know not who a no. lot of the people that they cast on that show yeah, was. So, most, most of them. <laughs> uh, Deborah and Wool, uh, you know, and they did a great job. So if, if that's that's the mm-hmm. case, it's not John Bernthal, honestly, most of the cast. And the kid from um, from Mighty Ducks. And uh, King the, King the mean one. Yeah, and, and Vincent D'Onofrio. All right, so some of them were I knew, and some of them, some, what I'm trying some. to say is, I trust the casting department. <laughs> Electra was cast well. Daredevil was cast well. I'm sure Bullseye will be, and I can't wait to see him. Yes, I am totally agreeing with uh, Leo, how do you feel about it? Oh, I'm super excited. I'm glad to see Bullseye and Daredevil. I just feel like every season gets better and better and better. I mean, we got Kingpin, we got Punisher, and now we're getting uh, Bullseye. It's like there's just such good things every single season with Daredevil, like, I'm really, really looking forward to season three. Like I said, I thought I personally thought he was the best part of uh, Defenders. So right. I'm super excited to see more of Charlie Cox. And like you said, Dane, I mean, I trust him. I had no idea who Charlie Cox was. I had no idea who the girl who plays Electra was. But they're great, great, right. great casting choices. And if this is just another good pick, then great. Good for them. I'm excited. Totally. Wilson Best. Wolf, oh, my God. Wilson Bethel is his name. <laughs> Kanan, um, what do you think about it? 
Uh, I'm excited. Glad to finally see uh, Bullseye introduced in, uh, in some capacity. I uh, don't know that we'll get the the full Bullseye this season. I know that uh, Kingpin's coming back. Uh, I'm intrigued to see his story arc through this season. Uh, I think we'll kind of get the introduction to Bullseye, kind of flesh him out. I think he might be a major player in season four. Uh, might even see the death of Electra. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, Bullseye definitely is a huge part of uh, Daredevil's uh, – uh, you know, uh, a huge part of the uh, the storyline with uh, Daredevil, one of his main nemesis. So it'd be good to see him finally in the uh, Netflix show. I got you. I got you. Yeah, uh, Greg, what do you think about it? I'm very excited. We've already had Owl, Gladiator, a Siltman Easter egg. It's about time that uh, one of Daredevil's best villains joined the show. Uh, Bullseye, they have yep. such a, a, a great history together. I think uh, they're going to go for a very, very loose adaptation of Born Again and Guardian Devil based on the way things have been playing out. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the the Netflix uh, universe, they can go dark with it. They can go violent with it. And that's exactly what you need for Bullseye. Totally. I can't, I'm super psyched. I lo- again, I love these Netflix Marvel movies, uh, shows. So I'm psyched. Super psyched. Anyway, uh, next topic, final topic. Um, it was announced recently at the upfront for CW that uh, Batwoman, Batwoman is going to be on the giant CW crossover they do every year. But next season, Gotham and Batwoman will be playing a role. Uh, I really, I was super psyched when I heard about the news. Kanan, how do you feel about Batwoman showing up on the, uh, you know, the crossover? I'm excited to see someone from the Bat family, uh, the Gotham universe, show up on Arrow. Um, I just hope that uh, she's done justice. I can't wait to see who they get the player. Can't wait to see the costume. Uh, Me too. But uh, I know Stephen Amell teased that he's even more excited for someone else to be showing up this season, not named Batwoman. So maybe we get Nightwing. Not sure, but I- I'm excited for the season of Arrow. Oh, he teased more stuff. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you think about it? I haven't been following Arrow in a very long time, so to me, Whoa. having just that woman appear would feel kind of, uh, to me, that would take me out of the moment and make me think about how restricted the show is with its use of characters, because if, if we know that woman exists, then there's this whole extensive Bat family. And look, I, I know uh, Batwoman fans, uh, they, they've had a pretty rough time. You know, she I think her rebirth title is being canceled. She's got some great uh, source material, though. I mean, Greg Rucka did really good work with her. I hope that right. uh, they do the character justice and what we do see of her, and I, I hope it, you know, wins over the fans. I totally agree with you. She actually has a really good one going out in Detective Comics. We should be reading that, uh, that I'm enjoying. Mm, um, yeah. yeah, that is good. Uh, Leo, it is. I love it. Uh, Leo, um, what do you think about it? Uh, real quick, I'll be quick. Uh, I think it'd be a good move. Um, I like all the crossover episodes that the Arrowverse has had. I think that's the best episodes that they usually have is when they have those crossovers, whether big or small, whether it's just Flash showing up in an Arrow episode or uh, um, Green Arrow showing up in a Flash episode. Like all of those crossover episodes are super good. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. Definitely behind and psyched about a a gossip, a potential gossip crossover and uh, Batgirl and Batgirl showing up as well. That woman, but yeah, totally. that woman. Excuse um, me, excuse me. <laughs> Dave, Dave, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, like like Leo just said, basically the potential of having Batman related characters within this finally 
you know, that's kind of, it seems like a first step for this whole entire universe. And I think that's really cool. So, and uh, the concept of seeing woman and Supergirl, you know, fighting alongside each other is also intriguing. So the crossover I'm sure is going to be great. This last one was awesome. So cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. Super side guys. Look, uh, I want to thank everybody out uh, that came tonight and talked with us and sweated it out. I want to say we got Woo! through all the topics except for maybe just one, but we mentioned it, and that's all that needed to be mentioned. The Alfred thing doesn't need to really – no no real elaboration needs to be had. But thank you, guys. We, I appreciate it so much. Um, we had a great show. You guys sweated out really well, all had great topics, great opinions. And I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Yeah, Bye. thanks, Greg. Appreciate you coming on, man. Happy to. Thanks. I had a lot of fun. Yep. I can't wait. I'll get you back soon. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.